Okay, sorry for that, folks, but uh, this is the main talk with the main man, Razio Ramos. I'm here going to talk about, I'm here with, um, I'm going to be interviewing my guest, Amanda Foster. Got her name right, Amanda. And I will be talking, we'll be doing a little interviewing here and there. Also, I want to announce that uh, me and Ivy are doing a, sh a, a spoon show on the Spoon app, which is a podcast where we get to do, uh, we have different topics, and we're going to be doing that uh, live there as well. So I'm going to bring my guest along right now, so I'm going to try and bring this person here. All right. Amanda, if that's you, please uh, hop on. Oh, this topic time, that's the show that me and Ivy are going to be hosting. It's going to be on the Spoon app every Sunday at 9. So I'm waiting for Amanda to hop on. Uh, Amanda. Amanda, if you're there, please send me a like. I'll wait for my guest to hop on. I'm trying to contact her on my phone. I really hate this phone. I can't wait to get a new one. So I'm waiting, 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 waiting. Amanda, if you're there. Let me just message her. I am live now. So I'm waiting for Amanda to hop on. So nine o'clock spoon on the spoon app. Download it. We'll all me and I are going to be doing a show called Topic Time, where we talk about topics. And if you guys want to have us talk about future topics, hop on. Uh, just send us a DM on either the Magic Zombie Facebook page or the Lipstick Chick page. So I'm waiting for Amanda to to um, send me a like or something. Okay, send me an invite. I'm trying to send an invite, but it's saying, uh, just send me a link. Send 
a thumbs up and or a comment on the live page when I'm live right now and I will invite you in so we're gonna get this interview started okay we have one person who's on I don't know who this person is thank you so much for the wave I'm waiting for the next person to hop on Let's see if the person is doing it. Do it on the live video chat. I am so terribly sorry for the um, technical difficulty. This is so embarrassing. I'm live right now. Go on my page and put a like. On my live video. Okay, we're, we got her. We got her now. What the? This machine. Thank you. We're adding her. What the? No answer. It, it's supposed to answer. There is no answer. Okay, adding. Gabby Hans. This is quite embarrassing. Decline. Okay, I'm going to try it again. You should be receiving an invite now. What the, no answer.
beat yourself up. It should be adding you now, except the ad. What the? What is going on with this machine? I don't know what's going on. Uh, we're having some technical difficulties, people. I'm so terribly sorry. Uh, I'm adding this person, and for some weird reason, it's refusing to work. I don't know what she's... Okay, we're connected. I don't know what in the world is going on here. I'm so sorry, Mr. Ramos. It would not let me connect when you sent the request to join. Oh my gosh. I gotta love technology. Uh, it's black inside. Can you see in here? Is your camera on? It is. I can see in here. But I can't see you though. Odd. Yeah. That seed. I'm not All right, but let's start the interview. Maybe it'll kick in afterwards. Yeah, I'm not sure why it needed to have several requests to join. How are you today otherwise? I'm perfect. How about you? Hanging in there. All right. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for the pleasure. And I'm so sorry to all the viewers. Oh, uh, I'm going to try connecting you to my other phone, too, so maybe we could, I could see you there, and we could just talk from both machines, so. Okay. Just bear with me. So I'm going to try and invite, uh, okay, let's see. Amanda Foster is your last name? Yes. Amanda Foster. I really hate technology at times. You and me both, but hey, we're advancing where it matters most, right? Yeah. All right, so let's start this interview. Maybe I'll show you a pic your face afterwards. Maybe. But, uh, <laughs> so let's get started. So uh, what do you do for my watchers in, uh, in uh, Facebook land? What do I do in Facebook land? Like as far as um, what? Great. What do you do? Like, oh, sorry about that. More sound problems here. Sorry. Might just be my phone. Mm. Seems like since we went 5G, certain uh, phones have been acting up more and more. Could just be my luck, though. <laughs> what I what do I do for a living? I'm mostly a screenwriter. Yeah. Um, also an actress and uh. Oh, so you're an actress. Are you, are you part of SAG in any way? No, not yet. I just entered the industry about three years ago, right before the pandemic, because I promised myself when I hit 35 years ago now that I wasn't going to get to my 40s without applying 100% effort to reach my dreams. 
Ah, so um, what what are what have you done? Like, what screenplays have you written? Well, none of them have been completed just yet. The first one I got hired for immediately about three months ago was from my friend Joey Harlow for his movie Together, mm -hmm. which is going to be starring Lou Rawls Jr. and Lorene Landon. Um, it's going to be about a, a, a love story on an island, so to speak, and a little more dramatic. I don't want to go into too much detail, but... He believed in my writing right off the bat, and I appreciate that for, you know, and I appreciate everything he's done for me. But since then, I've been working on my own screenplays. This one that's near and dear to my heart that should hopefully be my premiere film is part of a three, it's a three-part trilogy about human trafficking through the eyes of a 13-year-old victim. While it's not based on one story in particular, it's based on the idea of the struggle for freedom into the wilderness and beyond and anybody who could be going through that right now. So it's like, um, like precious meets what? I wouldn't base it really on anything, and I can't say that I've seen Precious just yet. Um, I spend much of my time with my daughters and writing. Um, I don't really have a lot of time for movies. But what I can say is that um, it's also about, since human trafficking is modern-day slavery, I can reveal that this came to me in a dream. I was inspired by one of my friend's drawings because he does love runs here in Detroit um, and they help combat human trafficking. And when I had my dream, it was all about people being sold off aboard a millionaire's yacht. And so I don't know that I could say it's like anything, but after I had that dream, about a year later is when I seen the movie Get Out and I was just like, oh my, this is similar, except that's, you know, racist slavery, whereas this is a non-discriminatory slavery that is still unfortunately happening every day without people realizing what they can do to help combat it. So, um... Like, what other uh, projects are you doing other than those three? Um, well, I've been getting small parts here and there, especially through my friend and mentor, Harley Wallen. Um, I made the first appearance I could be really proud of on his show, Tale of Tales, which is looking like it's going to be picked up for a second season. Um, you can spot me in the first episode in three different takes. And um, like okay. I said, I'm, I'm just beginning my acting career, but um, I have full faith that God has huge plans for me because there's just been some ex unexplainable, like, symmetries along my path with many people that I've met, especially pertaining to the human trafficking industry and my best friend and producing partner, Barbara Dutel. Um, I hope Barbara's with us right now, but I know she's on a different time zone. 
and we're actually opening up our production company together. She has much experience uh, through a government agency with human trafficking, which is why I made her a producer on that. Um, but that's the biggest one. Like I said, it's a trilogy of sorts. I've got literally eight other movie projects I'm writing for, but this is the first one we want. So before we get to our next uh, topic, can you tell us what your production company's name for, you know, a little quick plug? Yes, it's going to be Blind Angel Productions. And this is sort of near and dear to our heart because, um, well, she's of Jewish uh, background, and as soon as I decided on that and I looked it up to see if it was taken, it said um, that this blind angel is actually a thing of Jewish, um, uh, not mythology, I forget the term, I'm sorry, but of Jewish belief, so it was very fitting. So um, let's get on to this um, Alec Baldwin situation, yeah, if you don't mind. Not at all. It's, you know, it's very tragic because people don't realize that stuff like this happens every day on set, not necessarily to this capacity, but history will repeat itself if we don't learn from our mistakes and while I think that it should be relative to the budget, I don't know what their budget was, that's none of my business, but this is a wake up call for everybody because if we want to use CGI technology, it's gonna be that much more expensive. So low budget films especially are gonna be hit hard with this. So um, if, for people who don't know, uh, there wasn't a freak accident with um, Alec Baldwin. He shot a blank and he killed, I believe, a stuntman or something? Um, it was the cinematographer, I believe. Um, what was her name? Uh, I forget her name at this point, but yeah, it got her and then it went through and also injured the director that was right behind her. And, you know, there's been a lot of criticism around that. And my heart just goes out to the Baldwin family because you know that man's probably going through survivor's guilt at this point. Yeah, we've seen this before uh, with uh, Brandon Lee, the son of Bruce Lee, on the set of The Crow. Similar thing happened there. Exactly what I meant as far as history repeating itself. You know, it's been a few decades, but we've got to figure out what we're going to do to combat accidents like this. And accidents happen every day on set, especially for stunt people and backgrounds. But um, in order to go off of that, I do believe actor Brad has mentioned how important those people are. And I hope that they start getting more recognition. So for the people who don't know, um, when they're on set, they use blanks. But blanks are not safe. They're to be treated as like they were firing a real gun and they do have freak accidents. People have died from using, from getting shot at, with blanks. And they are, and people are questioning, has anyone tested these guns on that set? You know, you have trained professionals who can tell you there shouldn't have been a freak accident. 
Well, and this just are you goes, still there, Amanda? Yes. This just goes to show you that um, not just budget, but experience. You can hire those with good experience, and accidents will still be made. It's all about communication you know. and teamwork. And sometimes I just feel like everyone is in such a hurry to meet the pressures of day-to-day -day life. And we all need to unite and slow ourselves down. If anything, the pandemic should be doing that, but I don't know about you. It feels like the years are going by faster during this. Yeah, it is kind of true. You know, they always blame the pandemic and people, have, well, first of all, have you gotten vaccinated? Um, not just yet. I don't want to discuss my political beliefs. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means. I guess I'm just waiting for a little bit more time to pass and testing, especially for my daughters now that they have the children's one for, I believe, six to 12 years old. So, you know, that's even more fresh. So, but absolutely, I do agree with the vaccination and I will get it. Um, here shortly after probably the next few months. Just haven't really picked which one seems like it works best either. But uh, let's go back to the um, Alec Baldwin situation before we go on to the next topic. Okay. Uh, but again, I have heard some stories that, um, I don't know if this is true or not, that they fired anyone who was part of the, the union or fired anyone who said that this is dangerous, you shouldn't do it, and they got fired. I don't know if that was true or not. I can comment on that one way or another. Like you said, I'm not sure if it's You're going true. in and out. Repeat yourself. Sorry? You're going in and out. Can you repeat yourself? Yes, I'm sorry. I'm not sure what's going on here. But, um, yeah, like hmm. you, I don't know what's conspiracy and what is maybe fact-based but the truth will always prevail and we got to trust the authorities in this case that they're doing the right job you know the accidents do happen and you can test something on and on and on doesn't mean it's not going to happen it's going to happen regardless amen you got that you know you could be you could be a navy seal test the same gun over and over and over again but it but again, it, there's always that risk that it could backfire on you. Yeah, I don't know what more to say on that subject. It's very heartbreaking. I'm definitely worried about where this is taking films, um, particularly indie films, because you know that was a higher budget indie film. And those of us that are particularly um, familiar with background and the smaller indie projects, I do think that we will suffer a little bit more than the people who are more used to this, such as Mr. Baldwin and, you know, other A-listers. Yeah, you always have to run that risk of, um, you know, what's going to happen now because of this accident, there's going to be more safety precautions which they should have been since the whole Brandon Lee start thing happened. Amen. It should have happened, but what's going on? Don't give me this excuse. Oh, we can't afford it and this and the other. Like, no, you could. You just need someone who knows how to use a gun. And I will say it seems like priorities. I do agree, um, coming from a low budget industry, that 
you know, sometimes you can't afford it, but it does need to be the highest priority on your list in your budget. Right. And I've been in movie sets before. I, I can tell you, we've used guns in the movie sets and we always used them as like they were real guns. Yeah. But unfortunately, this is kind of tragic, but let's go on to something else so we don't just keep focusing on the whole Alec Baldwin thing. Uh, have you met any celebrities other than the people you've worked with? Um, I don't feel like name dropping, um, but I will say that, yes, I've met, um, at least through Zoom, because it was during the pandemic, I've met um, an 80s rock star that um, had a project that was supposed to be coming up, and then, you know. Are you going in and out again? Sorry. That's okay. Where'd you lose me? <laughs> uh, you said aging rock star? 80s. Yeah, there was an 80s rock star that I met through my manager, um, Max Millions. And yes, that's a moniker, as fake as the name sounds, it is. I won't give out his real name, but um, mm -hmm. yes, I, I met um, an 80s rock star through him on a Zoom conference over this rock star's concert idea, um, which would have been similar to like iHeartRadio in some realms. But then the pandemic happened, and that's put on hold as well. Right. And uh, do you do, other than the um, human trafficking, do you do any other genres outside of that? Oh, yes. Um, I'm working on something that I'm extremely proud of, actually. Every film that I do, I want to bring some awareness to a certain deeper subject matter. So I was hired to do this war drama and I decided to focus on like all the different forms of PTSD. So when they go home, they all experience a different tragedy through that. Um, and it will be taking place back in time in the year of 1993. So like around like Desert Storm or something like that? Exactly, right. Not that it's uh, about politics, but yeah, right when when Clinton took office, and yeah, right after uh, Bush Senior, and that war began. All right. Uh, do you do any like children's stuff, like anything for the kids? Actually, funny you should ask, because my seven-year-old daughter came up with a little bit of a story that she wanted to tell. And I put together this entire story that I want to do. Um, it's very much in its baby stage. It's in its infancy. But it will be a family fantasy film, so live action, not cartoon, about um, two daughters going into this vortex where their mom's soul was trapped. In this vortex, there will be three areas. And all these areas and worlds are crisscrossing and causing issues. And also like um, Dante's Inferno, but a child-friendly version. Yes, and it will combine um, in these realms. There will be a realm for the extinct creatures. There will be a realm for mythological creatures. And then there is going to be basically heaven. So it will be a little bit. I don't want to say faith-based, but it'll decipher between mythology and, you know, the Christian faith. Okay. But uh, also, I want to bring up your thoughts on um, 
on like Hollywood today opposed to Hollywood back then. What are your thoughts on that? Hollywood today versus back then. Mm, obviously, picture has gotten much better. And, um, you know, the only thing I'll say that's, I guess, a con in today's Hollywood is that we seem to be repeating a lot of old movies, doing too many remakes, or well, I, taking the old and I, putting a new dimension on it, you know, new spin on it. Well, I am a fan of the Child's Play reboot, but I also understand that, you know, uh, some writers are not not being creative, so they just say, hey, let's just remake this movie and change it up to that, it to modern day. Yeah, and it's just my opinion, but when I got signed on to do this war drama, like, maybe it's because I'm old school, but nothing has hit home as far as a war drama for me since Pearl Harbor. Or 9-11. I haven't seen that one. Uh, oh, you never saw the, any 9-11 movies? No, I haven't. I would like to look but, them up. Uh, I cannot, I cannot, absolutely cannot believe that we've already hit 20 years this past September. I would have thought yeah, that remember. was going to be the worst thing of my lifetime until this pandemic happened, you know? I remember I was in high school when I, I was in my, um, I was in high school in English, in English class. Sorry for my, um, for my French, my, my language, sorry. You're good. And I heard the principal say there has been a terrorist bombing in New York. And it shook up everyone in my class. Yes. Um, I don't know. What grade were you in? I was in, I believe, I want to say, it happened in 2001, so I want to say the 10th grade. That's funny because that's actually exactly where I was. I was in my English homeroom with my favorite teacher, 10th grade, and we seen that. And I remember thinking that we were getting attacked right where we were at, thinking it was a possibility. They were just going to fly all over, like, you know, with Pearl Harbor and bomb everywhere, not just the towers. I was unaware of, you know, the first, uh, the bridge between the towers back in the 90s that bin Laden had blown up and said he'd be back for us. But in my opinion, the worst part of that, besides the death that we've seen, that we've seen then was the follow-up. The day after was the best because most of us were united. And I forget this gentleman's name, but it provoked so much racism for anyone who appeared to be um, Arab. You know, there was a gentleman who was, what? Uh, the gentleman's being racist? No, I'm saying in general, um, oh. a lot of people, not a lot, but some people, the racism really came out and they generalized, oh, this person looks Arab, they wear a hijab, they must be a terrorist. And it was disgusting. I can't remember this gentleman's name, but the first person who was murdered as a hate crime afterwards he wasn't even Arab. He wore a hijab and he was putting the American flag up on his porch, raising it in honor of what happened. And somebody took his life. That's and I, messed up. 
and, and that's just the only one I heard about because he was the first one, but you know that happened all over. Who knows what other hidden crimes took place that very week because police were so distracted. Yeah, um, you know, I could I could relate, you know, there's there have been times where I was on on my way to high school to my high school and there were people looking at me funny because they thought I was Eric. Yeah. But I said, No, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm I'm from Puerto Rico. my family are from Puerto Rico. And I had to show them that my family were from Puerto Rico. And that's none it's, of their business. Yeah. It was none of their business, but I had to address it because I didn't want to get attacked. I'm so sorry you went through that. Yeah, I didn't share that story, but now the people know what, what happened. And I mean, even though I'm of the Christian faith, like there's a huge difference to me between spirituality and religion. And not to say everyone who's religious is misled, but at the heart of it, I wish we could all focus on the spirituality. There is one entity up there that we serve who's watching out for everybody here. And I don't care what faith you are, if you believe in one God, it's him, whether you call him God or whether you call him Allah. I know some believe it's the same person in different names. Exactly. You know, blue azul. You know, it's just how you pronounce it. Before um, we end the show, we do want to mention we're not political. We're not offending anyone. We're just saying how we feel. So we deeply apologize if you guys took any offense to this. But we're not being I apologize as well. Um, it goes back to many of my films, and they'll always have a deep and purposeful meaning to try and bring awareness to certain subjects to combat the crime, not necessarily the people as a whole, if that makes any sense. It's meant to unite. Yeah. So thank you, Amanda, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for everyone's patience. I'm so sorry once again. Gotta love technology. <laughs> yeah. Also, as as always, this episode will be on the Anchor app. You just have to download it in on, on audio form. So Let check that out. And, that and I will reshare it when you say that I can. Uh, I'll send you a link. Thank you very much. So uh, check out Blind Angel Productions, right? It's not up just yet. <laughs> Everything's in its infancy besides oh, the scripts. And well, it does come out. Blind Angel Productions will rise. And thank you so much once again. And I hope, I wish you the best on all your endeavors. Thank you. You as well. Keep in touch. Everybody stay blessed and take care of yourselves during these trying times. Yes. Thank you, and we'll check you out next uh, next week on Monday.